Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Odyssey app. This hour of the Rich Keith Show is brought to you by FindMassMoney.gov. Fourth and final hour of the Rich Keith Show here on WEEI. Fitzy is here. You can join us at 617 779 7937 if you missed any of the program. Subscribe, download to the Rich Keefe Show podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. So the Boston Red Sox fired Heim Bloom before the season ended. Uh, I think most people were, were uh, satisfied with that. And now it was all, all right, who's going to be the next guy coming in? And it got a little bit muddied to me, Fitzy, when at the end of the year, Alex Cora was so sure that he was going to be back. And he's like, yeah, of course I'll be back. And you're like, well, wouldn't the next chief baseball officer or president of operations, wouldn't that be their call and not your call? Unless, of course, you're actually the one pulling all the strings. But in the meantime, I think eight or nine different candidates have either uh, have just pretty much said, no, thanks. You're like, I don't even want an interview. Like, I don't want to I don't want that job. A stunning number of people have just flat. Nope, all set. And you wonder, is it because they feel like it's an absentee ownership group and that they don't know who they'll be answering to? Is it because they don't like the way the power structure has been set up? Do they not like the farm? What is the main reason why so many guys have said, and maybe I'm not even sure if Kim Ng was offered a chance or if she turned it down, Yeah. but why do you think people are just saying like, oh, hell no. So I think one of the main reasons is it seems like you are the scapegoat. If things don't go well, it's your fault. It's not a long-term position, it doesn't feel like. Dave Dombrowski won a World Series and was fired a year after that. Mm-hmm. So he wins it in 2018, maybe the greatest team of all time in the franchise, at least, you know, wins-wise it was. Yep. And then 2019, not a great year, and then Dombrowski's gone. And then they bring in Bloom, and it was, well, it sounds like they really want him to turn the farm system around. Well, if the goal for a guy is to turn the farm system around, you probably should be patient with that guy. And they weren't. So they tell him to trade Mookie Betts. He does. And then things kind of go south, and he's gone. I'm not saying they shouldn't have fired him. I'm just saying, look at the last two guys that were here. Is that the job you want to take? And then I think on top of that, it's I don't get to pick my manager, and is the manager actually going to be – more involved in player personnel than even I am. So is it just going to be like a cool title, but I don't even really have the power? Like who wants, who wants that? Yeah. So, I feel like the, I think people feel like they're going to be neutered in this job or like yes. they'll only be able to do so much as opposed to other places where they can operate with the autonomy. Yep. One would require or want as a GM in baseball. I just think it's really weird in any of the four sports when a GM or president inherits a coach or manager because, like, how many times would that guy really win the uh, – or, or or get the job throughout the interview process? Like, is that really the guy that they want? Like, even when Dave Dombrowski got here, he still had John Farrell, and he, like, kept him around for a little bit. Then it was like, all right, well, this isn't even really the guy that I wanted anyway, but you guys wanted me to keep him. He was under contract, and then we can kind of go from there. And so I think Alex Cora – even if – I mean, Alex Cora, I think, is a pretty good manager, right? Like, he's not without his flaws, but I think he's a good manager – 
But there's a lot of rumblings about you know him wanting player control or at some point wanting that job. So if you're sort of the go-between, is this a year that John Henry wants to spend money or is it a year that John Henry doesn't want to spend money? Is it is it you know an offseason where Alex Cora is telling you who to get and if you don't, he's going to be pissy about it? Or I could see, like, you think, ooh, like running the Red Sox should be one of the four or five best jobs in baseball. Mm-hmm. But based on this, like, what's around, like, what's above you, what's supposed to be directly below you, as well as what your current major league roster is, I could see being like, yeah, I don't really want to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, I you also wonder, how much does John Henry really care about the Red Sox anymore? If they were not a profitable operation, just thanks to all the tourists and people yeah. that come in from out of town to come take their selfie and sing Sweet Caroline and whatever else, you, you almost wonder at this point, would he not have just divested himself of it? Because yeah. he doesn't seem to have the same appearance he doesn't have the frequency of no, appearance just, right. just does not seem to care nearly as much as he used to no i would uh, i would agree with that so it's just part of his portfolio now now i do think whoever takes over the job this year this off season anyway will have an opportunity to make some splashes because i think they they want to steal the headlines back they want to they want to be a contender and they want to try to mm-hmm. try to buy that a little bit mm-hmm. so at least for this off season, like but who's to say what next year would bring. And if you're allowed to make deals then, or like if you can sign guys then, I'm not really sure. But uh, according to the athletic, looks like there might be a, uh, a new contender in town and it's a familiar, it's a familiar uh, name. Uh, the Red Sox and Craig Breslow are in quote, advanced discussions to become their new GM. Well, 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 well. Old Gregory Breslow. Connecticut's, Connecticut's finest. Yeah, sure was. He was with the Red Sox from 2012, or he came over in 2012 from uh, Arizona, and then was here through the 15 season. Uh, actually, you know what? He was on the team all the way back in 06. Yeah, I was going to say he had two stints here. You're right. So he was he was on the 06 team for a hot second, and then he mm-hmm. came back and was here for a longer period of time. And you're probably wondering, like I was, what the hell has Craig Breslow been up to recently? Well, back in 2019, Breslow was hired as the Chicago Cubs Director of Strategic Initiatives for Baseball Operations. Interesting title. Joining Unique, the, dare I say. Joining Theo Epstein in the team's front office. In that position, he is, quote, to help to evaluate and implement data-based processes throughout all facets of baseball operations and, quote, support the organization's pitching infrastructure in player development and the major leagues. Classic Yale graduate nonsense. Correct. In October of 2019, the Cubs promoted Breslow to the position of Director of Pitching, Special Assistant to the President and General Manager. Okay. His that role sounds a little yeah. more concrete. His role focused on the strategic management of the club's minor league pitching infrastructure to more homegrown impact pitchers. And then in uh, November of 2020, the Cubs promoted Breslow to the position of assistant general manager slash vice president pitching. Where he currently serves or yeah. may soon be resigning from if he, in fact, gets this job. Uh, okay. Initial thoughts when you hear this name. Well, they do need a lot of help with the pitching. So I kind of, at first I was like, I don't know what the hell he was even up to, but linked to Theo, 
like being a player, that's fine. Like I think mm-hmm. you know that all helps. Like that's Learn that's cool. Some of that's the best. Cool. Okay. Yep. Uh, but yeah, being with Theo and having a real focus on pitching—that was the team's biggest problem this year. It's been the biggest problem now for a while. It feels like. So if he can come in and help turn that around, and also understanding that nobody really wants this job, so. I like the idea of Sam Fold. I don't know what happened with that. He's been working for Dave Dombrowski, also a former player and all that other stuff. And I like what, how can you not like what Philly's been up to? Uh, but Craig Breslow sounds like as good of, first of all, if he's interested, that helps. Yep. And uh, just being with the Cubs, it's not his first front office job. Uh, he'll, he's been doing this now for three, four years. I, I don't hate it. At the Yale University, he majored in molecular biophysics and biochemistry. Sign me up. Led the Ivy League when he pitched in college with a two five six ERA. Okay. Pitched for how many teams did he pitched a for? A pile. In the, he's uh, good. He's one, good in the old two, immaculate three, grid. Four five six. Oh, he's a great. Yeah. yeah. Almost a cheat code in immaculate grid. Yeah. Padres, Red Sox, Indians, Twins, A's, Diamondbacks, Marlins. Uh, then. He had multiple stints with the Red Sox, Twins, and Cleveland. But anyway, and he's part of that 2013 World Series team here. Uh, so there is that. Now he did not. He did not overlap with Cora, at least when Cora was here. I'm trying to think. Did Cora was on any of those other teams? Oh no, he might have played with Cora though in 06. 06. Right? Yeah. Okay. So he played with Cora then. He was not on the team when Cora managed. So you probably think that Cora already would have pre-signed off on this. If doesn't it feel like Cora has more power than whoever they sign? Uh that's a good question. Yeah. Does he still at this point? They've backed him. I mean, he got suspended by the league. He was hired back immediately with what I feel is like a sham process. I don't think they even really interviewed anybody else seriously. Then they're sticking by this guy. They fire Bloom, really kind of lumping all the blame on Bloom for what has happened over the last couple of years. So yep. I think Henry loves Cora, and so whoever else comes in ha- has to work with Cora. Like if Breslow came in, teammates. if Breslow, yeah, oh six, right? Yep. So if Breslow comes in and is like, I don't want, I don't want Cora, I don't, I think they would turn him down, or I think I don't even think you'd get the job if that's what his thoughts were. Uh, hmm. I know. This is fascinating. It's a pickle. It is a little bit of a pickle. They've I mean, got themselves in a bit I of a pickle. Yes, right now he's sort of like the best of who's left. <laughs> the, people, the, the text line does, is not as happy with Breslow. Listen, like Craig Breslow, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, that was my thought originally, too. I don't know what the hell he was up to. I'm like, oh, the journeyman reliever. Like, why is he? But he's been in the Cubs front office for the last four years and he's been focused on pitching. So I don't know if he'd be the only guy with the job. And also, you know what's interesting about the uh, the tweet or the, the thing from The Athletic is the GM. That was what they said. He's in advanced discussions to become the next GM. The last, like, 10 years in baseball, the GM does nothing but get coffee for the president. The yep. GM the Which GM's I don't useless. understand that weird new structure. Me neither. Remember, like, growing up being the GM of a team was, like, the dream job? Now it's like you're you're like an advanced intern if you're a general manager. Right. You need to be like chief baseball officer. I think they made up a title for Heim Bloom, which as another uh texture points out, the last Yale guy went so well. Fair enough. Yeah. Did not. Yeah, I don't know. The uh but like let who me know who people, the kid who do people want? Well, they want Theo. That's not happening. It's not happening. Uh 
I wanted Sam Fold. And try, like, Why would he leave Philadelphia when Dombrowski probably will retire at some point and Fold can have that functional operation that is not afraid to spend money? Yeah, I know. Unless he wants the... Because I would say, on the one, you're like, oh, you get more responsibility here, but now I'm not even sure that he would. Like, if he had full control over the Red Sox, he's a guy, he's from New Hampshire, so maybe maybe a little pull to kind of come home kind of thing. I don't know. But, yeah, maybe not. The Philly operation is working pretty, pretty, pretty nice. Oh, it's pretty, a pretty bright future. It's right pretty now. slick. Guy like Kyle Schwarber fits in there nicely. You know how many home <laughs> runs he has since he left the Red like Sox? Like 100. 101. 101 ding-dongs. And we definitely couldn't use that. Including playoff dongs. Which yep. the Red Sox have not seen since he left. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper is a pretty fun one, two, three in the lineup, isn't it? Nice core. Nice core. <laughs> nah, it's not bad. But anyway, that's the state of the Red Sox. So right now, Craig Breslow is your leading candidate to come in here and be the new GM of the Boston Red Sox. I don't even know. He might be running unopposed at this point. Who wants the job? <laughs> Anybody? I, now, I'll throw my hat in the ring. All right. I don't know uh, if I'd have credentials, sir. I don't. Well, I hosted the pregame show this year for the Red Sox. I've okay. been a lifelong fan of the Red Sox, and I've attended many games. You did it. Also, you provided color analysis on a couple of broadcasts. Great point. I well, almost with... forgot about that. I also did games on the radio. One with Hall of Famer Joe Stiglio, and the other with up and coming broadcaster Will Fleming. What do you think of that? That's pretty Not good. Bad. That's a good resume. That, that should get you in the door. And I'm interested. So right away, I'm right. on the short list. And you said yes. I said yes. I would do it. Oh, I'd be wheeling and dealing. There wouldn't be a prospect left. I don't even know if we would have None. a farm system. They might have None. no. They would have no farm system. Anyway, there's your latest on the uh, on the Red Sox. Let's get to grab bag here coming up on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now, the Patriots continue to get ready for the Buffalo Bills on Sunday kickoff at 1 p.m. Offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien spoke on the team's decision to promote Malik Cunningham. Look, Malik's an improved guy. We had, I think Bill said it the other day, you know, we've had some injuries um, and things like that, and uh, Malik's done a lot of different things. He, he can do a lot of different things, and, and so I think that was a decision that um, Bill and Matt made. I don't make those decisions. Um, uh, to, to bring them up, and they do. They they make all those decisions in the best interest of the team, where the team's at at the moment, and and uh, that's why they made the decision. The Patriots injury report was released earlier, and on the did not participate list were Trent Brown, Hunter Henry, Jonathan Jones, Riley Reef, Josh Uche, and Keon White. There were 14 names on the limited participation list. Some of those li- some of those names include David Andrews. Christian Barmore, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Ramondre Stevenson. The Celtics have one more preseason game before their regular season gets underway next Wednesday when they will be in New York to face the Knicks. The Seas beat the Knicks last night, 123-110. They'll hit the road to take on the Hornets for their last preseason game. Tip-off from Charlotte at 7. Bruins remain undefeated at 2-0. They'll have their first game on the road tomorrow night when they'll be in San Jose to take on the Sharks. Puck drop at 10 p.m. And the Rangers are currently hosting the Astros tonight for Game 3 of the ALDS first pitch at 8.05. Right now in the fourth inning, the Astros are up 5-0. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show coming up. It's the Rich Keith Show on WEI. Boston Sports Original.
back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy W-E-E-I. Taking it up until 10 o'clock tonight. And uh, right now, though, it is time. News boss. It's time for Grab Bag. It's time for Grab Bag. That's right. All the stuff we couldn't get to in the first two hours, three hours and 20 minutes of the program, we uh, stick it in the old grab bag and we get to it now. Fitzy, including the ALCS and the NLCS. The ALCS is going on right now. Game three. Astros with a 5 nothing lead over the Rangers. In fact, the Ooh. Astros and uh, one Christian Javier, uh, four hitless innings for him. Meanwhile, Max Scherzer, first game back in over a month. How'd that work out? Getting shelled a bit. Five runs over four innings already out of the game. He, I think he's done. Might be, at least for this season, right? Like, just shut it down and... See if yeah, but he was left. bad last postseason. The Mets needed him, and he got wh- whacked around the yard by the Padres last year in the playoffs. Yeah, it may, I mean, and he had like an average season, right? He, he had like a three seven seven ERA this year, which again on the Red Sox he'd be the ace and then some. But for <laughs> Max Scherzer standards, it was certainly lower. Yeah, but uh, looks like the Astros have a little bit of life. They need this one, so uh, you know, still a lot of game left. But that could go down to a uh, it could become a two one series. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the NLCS. Game three is tomorrow in Arizona where the Phillies are up 2-0. Old buddy Kyle Schwarber had himself a nice game, too. Actually, all the Phillies did is they won mm-hmm. 10-0 yesterday. 10-0, just a home run barrage. barrage. Yep, mm-hmm. sure was. It's time for Grab Bag. Caleb Williams, the mm. Southern Cal quarterback, the reigning Heisman winner, uh, likely to be the number one pick, could be the Heisman winner again, despite a bad game against Notre Dame over the weekend. The latest reports now okay. regarding Caleb Williams, because there was the one you remember that he would only come out because he has another year, of el- another year of eligibility. He would only come out for certain teams, doesn't want to go anywhere, which, you know, Eli Manning, John Elway, he wouldn't be the first. Okay, that that, that that's happened before I got it, yes. And, and we all know that he likes to paint his fingernails. Which is fine. Yeah, don't care. You know what? But you know, you know what he also wants and would ask for? What's that? Ownership of the team that drafts him. Excuse me? He wants to be a part owner. I don't think he wants full ownership. He's not crazy, but he wants to be a part owner of the team that drafts him. Yeah, you don't actually get to ask if you could be a part owner until you've done enough to showcase that you have significantly raised the value of that franchise. Like you, Jack Nicholson didn't just in his first movie say like, <laughs> "All right, I want some of the back end of Batman." He had like twenty five years of being a star before he, he finally films. said, "Like, yeah, yeah he had a couple films, films under his belt." Under yeah. his belt. I would suggest you beat Notre Dame first, then yeah. demand ownership of the team second. That's wild. That and is first of all, whoever's that, giving him this advice is an idiot. It's also not even allowed. That's no. sort of the, that's sort of the other part of it. Like it's not even allowed because there was a report that Aaron Rodgers was interested in when he went to the Jets of getting like a little piece of the team, but they're like you can't really do that. And that's what the, the Tom Brady Raiders thing is even being held up, and he's no, not even he's, a player anymore. No, and they're not letting him own. So it's like I like a big goals. I like big asks. Like I think if you know if you can't wish for something, then then what's the point? Like I, me, for example. I would love to one day be the first person to walk on the moon. I would love that. But someone's, yeah, someone's kind of already done it. I think. Huh? Oh, I you think s- someone's already 
You saw the Kubrick film too? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> but like he's asking for ownership of the teacher. Like what is going on with this guy? Like, I don't know. I Because I, first of all, I hate when players pout when they're the number one pick in the draft. Like that was, the re- I hated Eli Manning from Jump Street because of, he gets drafted number one by the Chargers. He's got a sad face on draft day. And then he manipulates his way because of his dad all the way to the Giants. I wasn't really around when Elway did it, but I would have been just as pissed then. And now for Caleb Williams to, he hasn't done it yet. So I'm not mad at him yet for the team thing. We'll see what happens in uh, whatever it is, six months. But uh, asking for ownership of the team, like what is going on with this guy? That's crazy. Yeah, that's that. That is it. That all timer. That is beyond a bridge too far. Like the gall, the stones, the on this guy. Get out of here. Wild. Like that's kind of turned me. Instantly turned me off on this kid. And I love watching this game. I know. And here comes the grab bag. Grab, grab bag, 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 bag. Grab, grab bag. <laughs> Bruins, Boston Bruins back at oh. it tomorrow night. They've had these a uh, bunch of off days at the early part of the season, but they're 2-0, and taking on the uh, the Sharks tomorrow night. There's been a, been a, a four-game West Coast yeah. swinger after a nice two-game home start to the season with two dubs. Yeah, been a nice little... Uh... Nice little I, start to the season. I just I know like nice little start to the season and yeah. basketball starts next week. Like sure does. I'll I officially care about hockey and basketball maybe on Christmas Day, mostly after like what you know, like yeah. late January, February. Now let me normally though, Fitzy, mm-hmm. that is yeah. whilst the Patriots are the best team in the NFL. Now that the Patriots are no longer the best team in the NFL, I wonder if there's gonna be an uptick in just overall interest in the first 20 games of both the Bruins and the Celtics season. Uh, Celtics ratings could go through the roof oh, if they yeah. live up to the promise and potential that they are showing in this preseason. Get well, out. There's quite a bit of excitement about the season. Here's grab bag. Kansas City Chiefs bringing back McCall Hardman, who you remember when he was drafted years ago out of Georgia. They drafted him way too high. But yeah. it was when Tyreek Hill was dealing with a lot of his off-the-field stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think they thought, all right, we might have to go this route. And I think calling him a poor man's Tyreek Hill is actually even a disservice to Tyreek Hill. Like, this guy's not very good. But he is fast, and he is familiar with Patrick Mahomes. Yes, and I think at this point now, with the Kansas City offense being stuck in the mud and having but two viable op- options, Isaiah Pacheco and Travis Kelsey, like, Rashid Rashid Rice looks like a like a promising Maybe like something. a good yeah, prospect yeah. like they may have something there but he just needs one of his guys back like this isn't reacquiring Dion Branch but this is definitely getting something to make Patrick Mahomes more comfortable because they're five and one and they haven't even looked good yet in the process now the answer will probably be determined based on how the season goes or how it ends for the Chiefs but uh, do you think they're gonna do him dirty again next year? Or do you think they're actually going to try to get him a receiver? I think they try to get him a receiver. Yeah, I would. I think, think they so. have to. Like the Kelsey's going to have to lose a step one of these years. Yeah, I mean he's thirty four now. Is he going to be thirty five and still be the number one option next year? <laughs> it's crazy, it's wild. Swing. There's a line drive left center field, deep back by the wall, and it is grab bag. Well, it was trending this way the last couple of days, but it was made official today. Anthony Richardson, the first round rookie quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts done for the year so a lot more of your guy Gardner Minshew the rest of the way yeah I think he'll probably play better than he did against Jacksonville last week because Jacksonville obviously 
imminently familiar with him since that's where he got his career started yeah. for for first couple of years. Right. And now the Spike Man has a chance to really <laughs> reconfigure the offense around Gardner Minshew's skill set as opposed to throwing Minshew into what they had designed for Anthony Richardson. So mm-hmm. I think he'll be better. I, I would remove any frisky wild card hopes probably yeah. from the Indianapolis Colts at this point. I mean, I think we're probably just going to get a playoff team from the AFC South, that likely being the the winner who I think will still be the Jaguars. But probably the Jaguars. This kid's got to put this kid's got to put on a little more muscle and learn how to play the pro game because he got he got hurt like, every game. Three out every of the five game. games yeah. he was involved in. It was insane. Or four, whatever it was. Texans are kind of frisky. Texans yeah. are kind of a fun team. But I also wonder, like, if if you're taking all those teams out, I wonder if a team like the Jets, believe it or not, has themselves a little bit more a uh, chance. Like, are they? Oh, for sure. Wild card ready, and do they make a trade? You know, do they or do they just see, go with Zach Wilson the rest of the way? I could see Zach Wilson hasn't been a problem. The no, last he hasn't. Weeks. That's true. And with their defense, quote, embarrassing every quarterback Ugh. they play against. I know. Like, how turned off could you have been by Salah? I can't stand Salah. Like, make the like, make the playoffs do before something. you flex on the league, bro. Do anything. Let's reach back into the grab bag. Yeah, I've never been a fan of Salah. However, I am a fan of this guy, the one and only Mike McDaniel of the Miami Dolphins. Here's a little bit of a, uh, a discussion he had with the referees. Um, if at any time you need to talk to me during the game, you put the sideline such as, oh, I'll come over the next time. Phenomenal. I'm looking for friendship. All right, yeah, that's right. So am I. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. That's why I don't try to meddle as best as I can because you guys' job is... I couldn't do it alone. Well, look, I couldn't do your job, so believe me. At least we're in I love Mike McDaniel. There was a great special on him at the uh, beginning of the season talking about when he was out of the league and, for a little bit and, you know, how many days he was out of the league and he remembers that number and it's changed his whole outlook. 856, he, he, he has it on an index yeah. card over his desk. Yeah, and he, he gave up alcohol and he's moved on. He, he shows up to work at some ungodly hour. It was like 2.30 every morning or something insane. He's the first guy there all the time. But I just love his... Like last year, there were some good sound bites too. Where like in the middle of the game, he's talking to Tua on the headset, and he's like, "Georgia's the best team in the SEC," and it's like just keeping them loose, like knowing that hey, it's a game, and we're like we're gonna we're gonna be all right here. We, we we're we're prepared, we're ready to go. I love it. It's so refreshing because we're so used to you know a guy here just kind of snorting into the microphone and and tossing oh. tablets on the sideline and gambling yeah. and bumbling his way through the day like it's not fun like it, it can be fun it's allowed it, you can have fun doing it joyless as we just said earlier rich <laughs> yeah. joyless like there yeah. was a i guess inside the nfl had him mic'd up the last week and uh, he was standing on the sideline he talked to tua like uh apparently tua had youtube some clips of mike mcdaniel after he watched that little special on him so mcdaniel youtube some clips on tua and he started telling him on the sideline that his high school form was trash <laughs> and they were cracking up together that's great and uh, yeah I, that's why i called him earlier my nickname for him is open mike mcdaniel like the guy's always like coming in with zingers and sarcasm and just be like he strikes me as like an improv a good improv comedian who happens to also know a blank ton about football no he definitely does and i think he's fun he was the perfect guy for tua because when brian flores was there they started Tua, they benched Tua, they bring him back they bench him against like they're yo-yoing him with fitzpatrick like that could have gone the way of what we're all saying mac jones is like where mac jones might be broken by the whole situation Tua could have been broken too but instead they get a mike mcdaniel mike mcdaniel gets the most out of him he stuck by him right away defended him was like this is our guy and then yes the the insane 
talent and speed around him helps as well. But I think that coach knows exactly how to use all those guys. Like, think about how good Tyreek Hill was with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. He's better with Tua and Mike McDaniel. Yeah, and remember last year, Tyreek said something about, like, oh, uh, Tua throws the most accurate ball. Oh, we all laughed at him. Actually, he's doing all right. He's actually doing all right. This does beget, though, the million-dollar regional question, Rich. Would Mac Jones be doing as well with Miami and Mike McDaniel? No, I don't think so. Like, I got to give Tua some credit. Like, I I don't think Mac Jones would be doing nearly as, as well. I just, we, I've seen too many bad games with Mac. With like, all excuse making aside, I don't. I don't think he'd be as good. I think he'd be a lot better. I don't think. There, mm-hmm. I think he'd be like, oh yeah, he's a starter in the league. But I don't think he'd be in the MVP conversation like like two is. That's my. That's my hunch on it. You shall not resist grab bag. Good news, football fans. Roger Goodell has signed an extension to stay on as NFL commissioner through the 2027 season. All the hope. Great. Oh, thank goodness. How much is he making now? Is it like... It was... An Isn't it an insane, number. obscene amount of money? Yeah, it's like was it was it thirty or forty million somewhere in there? Oh no, he was already getting that. Okay, so yeah, this I didn't even want to look. It's gross. No, I think it's like near or in excess of seventy million a season. For what? To take For the slings what? and arrows of all the owners but, and to but just help them make money. But keep unlike, selling cigarettes, baby. Keep selling cigarettes. Unlike the Red Sox GM position, people would do the NFL commissioner job. People would gladly do it. You could find somebody to do it for a third that price, and they would do the exact same job. I, I'll gladly uh, protect the integrity of the game. Yeah, why not? The jam yeah. gum? Yeah. <laughs> it's time for Grab Bag. Uh, we have Kyler Murray coming back to practice for mm-hmm. the first time. You think he's, is he, I thought he was out for much longer. For the Patriots? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I thought he was well, out for a lot longer. Was, I, no, they started the clock, so they've designated him it. to return from injured reserve. Okay. They now have 21 days okay. for him to be activated, else he reverts to season-ending injured reserve. All right, fair enough. Grab bag. Kyron Williams, the running back for the Rams, is had a, a good season. He's now going to be yeah. out for multiple games. Yesterday during the fantasy brief for the pickups, we were saying uh, Zach Evans could be next in line to get some carries. They also have Royce Freeman, but they're all banged up. The Rams Royce offense. Freeman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's there. Roy, Jeez, Rams offense wow. isn't what it was, but it's also a lot better than it was last year. So those guys could actually factor in fantasy-wise for That's you. It's funny how you... Uh... You can win a bunch of games with lesser talent uh, and have half a team of undrafted free agents <laughs> and still not have it be the <clears throat> joyless oh, enterprise that the New England Patriots happen to be well, at this point as well. And by the way, Rich, in the fantasy brief, we forgot we neglected to get to Jordan Mason. Would you pick him up, the running back that will be filling in for Christian McCaffrey most likely this Sunday? I would assume yes, yeah. Or Monday whenever the uh, 49ers for, play because he oh, looked pretty yeah. good last week. Well, that's an offense, too, that anybody. I mean, Brock, Brock Purdy was putting up crazy fantasy numbers. So I think anyway, they score a lot of points. It's good offense. And, yeah, that specifically that system with the running backs usually is great. Oh, my God. It's- grab bag? Oh, thanks. This, we got a grab bag right off the old text line. Oh. Sting has announced his last match will be at AEW Revolution 2024 around March. How about that? Sting. He's still wrestling? Oh, he's out there. Oh, yeah. Got the face paint on and everything. He looks like the crow How still. How old is he? He's got to be 60. He's got to be Hulk Hogan-esque. Oh, yeah. But he's killing it. 
Sting. Wow. Well, you look up Sting. It's certainly not the Sting I was looking uh, for. Here we go. He's 64. 64. Yeah, he came into the game with the Ultimate Warrior way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the Ultimate Warrior these days? Well, sadly, he's passed. Yeah. Now, there are multiple. He did ultimate, too? Ultimate Warrior? Oh, man. He's been dead for a little bit now. Yeah. What, oh, what got him? Uh, bees. <laughs> Fishing accident. Grab bag. Now, you put this one on your Fitzy. The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yes, it's uh, coming on. It's yeah. it's streaming. There's a couple things that are going to be coming on the okay. streamers this weekend I'm right. interested in, like the new Bill Burr movie, Old Dads. Uh, I'm going to give that one a watch. But uh, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, is now not on broadcast, but it's on <clears throat> Excuse me, Apple Plus. Okay. Uh, you can watch it now if you have, like, the Apple Plus, but Apple Plus is making it free for people Okay, October 21st and 22nd. Everyone considers it a tradition. I wanted to ask you, have you rewatched it recently? You know, it's a good question. I don't think I have. I think it's definitely more in my memory and yep. one that you grew up on, and it was one of a handful of specials that you would mm-hmm. watch, just like the on Christmas CBS. one, too. Yep. And you're like, all right, yeah, and Thanksgiving and whatever else. But- iconic soundtrack, iconic characters. I thought maybe you'd be showing it to the... The girls sometime no, soon. No, I, I would just say, yeah, I skip it. You think? Oh, viewer beware! Yeah, it is Doesn't thirty hold up minutes of children berating each other, calling <laughs> each other idiots. Charlie Brown gets ro- like, like they're so mean. Like Charlie Brown goes to get candy with everyone else. All the kids get candy in their sacks. Charlie Brown gets rocks. Oh, I don't like that. No, it's That's it makes good. you wonder what the hell did Charlie Brown's parents do to everyone else? They're like, yeah, give this kid rocks. Terrible. They're just a bad guy. Bad parents, bad so family. Yeah, no, the, I'll skip it. I'll skip child it. Child protective services need to be called on Pigpen. <laughs> on the horn. Oh, on yeah. The- <laughs> it's, not going, it's not going great for Pigpen. That's true. Man. All right. Well, it's, it's good to I'd, know. I'd, pa- I'd pass. Yeah, it's I It's not a good one for all the right, kids. Right. Grab bag. Lastly, Fitzy, a happy 63rd birthday to Jean-Claude Van Damme with an all-time filmography. How many do you want to go to? Top three, four, five, 20? Where do you want to how go? Do you name, how, how do you, you say top 20? How do you, how do you, where do you go? Rank all of his films. No, Rich, what, I have been on a heater. My yeah. new Friday nights after I get back from coaching flag football yep. is, get, you know, give the kids some pizza. They go to bed. Then I crack into my Frosties. Love it. And I just dial up favorite 80s movies. Oh, that is. You're uh, having yourself re- some good Fridays. Oh, my God. Yeah. He is Watch, a sucker for 80s movies. Yeah, like yeah, bad oh, man. 80s movies. Uh, I did Commando last Friday. The Friday before that, I did UHF. The Friday before that, rewatch Bloodsport. That movie that's number one is for me. The jam. That's it number one for me. I remember awesome. I remember seeing that as a kid and just was blown away by it. And then I was like disappointed that movies after that weren't like that. I was like, I love the different fighting styles. I love the care. Uh, then you're like, oh, it's based on a true story. And I'm like, oh my god, my socks flew off. Right. I, I Bloodsport would definitely be my favorite. I also really liked, um, well, Kickboxer. Kickboxer's uh, amazing. Death Warrant, the one where he's in, uh, goes inside jail to like break up like a, yep. a ring of whatever. I don't even remember what, what that was going on. All right, I'll see your Death Warrant. I will raise you Double Impact, where he plays two roles. <laughs> yes. It's double yes. the Jean-Claude Van Damme. There's two of them in there. Like, and how about uh, Sudden Death? I love that the one. The one where he Stanley plays Cup the goalie. Final. Yeah, he, the he shows up the Stanley Cup final. It was the Penguins. I think it was Stanley Cup final. It was great. He crashes a helicopter into the igloo. 
Uh, in the It's So Bad It's Good, you got to go yep. Street Fighter, where he plays Guile. Uh, that movie sucked. Horrible. How is that Ra- the great Raul Julia's final film? <laughs> it is a, it's just a trivia question there. Um, now, uh, J- uh, Universal Soldier. Fun oh, yeah. Movie. Yep. Yep. That was still right in his, still in his wheelhouse there. Because once you get to, like, what, mid or late 90s, it's sort of like, he's still in a bunch of stuff, but, eh. Yeah, but it, it kind of drops off. Then he does the movie JCVD where he plays himself. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> and then there was the Amazon series called Jean-Claude, I think, or something like that, which actually wasn't that bad. And then um, he did a bunch of voiceover stuff, too. But the late 80s through the mid-90s, yeah, that's absolute, absolute heater, like a 10-year run. Time Cop. The, oh, we didn't mention Time Cop. Yeah, that Time was Cop's a, a phenomenal movie. Time Cop was sweet. Are you? Oh, my God. Have you ever seen a, have you ever, uh, a scene where... Somebody who is a police officer who travels in the future uh, does a split in his underwear in the kitchen to avoid getting uh, <laughs> shocked in his nuts. Someone, sh- someone shoots a taser at his crotch. And he so good. It's also, he might have the record for like the most serious posters, like the movie poster with like, oh, it's yeah. just his face on it. And like, he's like mad. Uh, <laughs> remember the double team with Dennis Rodman? Oh, that's right. That's a classic. That's that might have been the beginning of the end for him. I think. I think there was no more like great movies after that. And you remember he really, he got his start. He was supposed to play the Predator, but then he made the Predator too like rhythmic and ballet oriented. So they're like, yeah, no, the Predator can't do karate. <laughs> you're so out. You're out. You, dude. You're, you're so out. he got yeah. fired for trying to make the Predator do karate. Yeah. Took him out of the costume. But his first big break, he played like the bad guy in this terrible mid '80s. Uh, Kung Fu or karate martial arts film called No Retreat, No Surrender. Oh yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. then and then the year I think then eighty eight was Bloodsport, and then from there there was like a Just took a, off like a, a bottle run. rocket. Frank Dukes, <laughs> yeah, Lionheart. Oh. Don't forget, don't sleep on Lionheart. Oh my god, we mentioned that See, one. The hot, that's what I'm saying. You can't just name many. your favorite ten Van Damme movies. It's too many hits. All right, that'll do it for uh, this very successful edition of. Grab bag. We will uh, wrap up the Rich Keefe Show coming up next here on WEI. This is the Rich Keefe Show on Boston Sports Original. WEI. Oh, that, of course, would be Sting's music. Which part of the text line. He'll have his last match in March. So enjoy Sting while he lasts, because you know what they say, Fitzy. Anytime a wrestler has a retirement match, they always stay retired. They never come back. Nope. That's it. That's it for them. Never come back. What's he, sorry, yeah. Rich. What's he in AEW? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's in AEW now. He's been there he for... He got his start in WCW, though, right? Even, like, it was something even before that. And then, yeah. like, he became super famous in WCW. Uh, was never really in the WWE, I don't believe. He had, like, that one WrestleMania match. But it's funny, though, because I have a WWE uh, PlayStation game, and I believe he's in it. Yeah, because when WWE bought WCW, they got the whole library, the whole catalog. So I think he's in, like, the WWE Hall of Fame, which is, like, oh, weird because I don't yeah. think he had really many matches there. But anyway, let's grab a call before we get out of here. we got Mark in Connecticut with a question about the Patriots. Mark, what do you got? Hey, guys. How's it going? Um, going great. Missy, just had a quick question for you. I'm thinking yes, Pop Douglas hopefully should be back in the lineup uh, this week, which will be a huge boost, as you know. But mm-hmm. what is the deal with Kayshawn Butte? Why won't they put him on the field? Put the kid on the field. 
sit Juju Smith-Schuster, sit Parker, let the kids play. I would 100%, Mark, thanks for the call. I, Rich, I, this week, for Devontae Parker's bad answer, bad attitude, and bad drop last week, yep. I'd sit his ass down and I'd let Booty play this week against Buffalo just to see if a little youth, speed, and size, his combination of athleticism could work. I don't care if he didn't get the second foot down against Philadelphia. He still got open. He still made the catches. I, I you know, like they're still wasting the pick. Is this just another soul yeah. you need to destroy? I know they they still they're punishing him for not getting his feet in balance. And and we were screaming about it too. Like, listen, you're in the you're in the pros now. You got to get the second foot in, or it's not a catch. But when you look at the receiver position right now, and Smith Schuster giving you nothing, and then he gets hurt, and then. Devontae Parker has also given you nothing, and he plays all the time. Hart and I were going over this, like his uh, snaps per game. Insane. The guy's always on the field and has no production. So we're talking about receivers not getting open on the team. At least those two plays that were signaling, he did get open. Like, Mac got it to him. Unfortunately, he's got to get his foot in bounds, but I would like to see more of it. Uh, Yeah, I'm all with the caller on that. Even Tyquan Thornton, who I really don't think will be very good, this is the time to play him a ton and see what you got out of him. Douglas, Booty, and Thornton, as well as Bourne. I feel like Bourne's definitely earned his time. Those should be the guys that get most of the receiver snaps right now. Yeah. I, I would actually like to see if Pop Douglas can, I don't know, stay healthy enough, yeah. uh, can endure a game of NFL action and stay on the field for the entirety of the game and then actually play another game as well because that tiny frame may, cave, yep. may in fact, take a licking, and let's see if he can keep on ticking. That is true. From the text line, uh, what is your take on the Expendables movies? Never been that interested. I don't love watching just absolutely HGHified, jacked-up old. Yeah. That I, and I also just didn't. It was kind of the dream team, though. Yeah, it was a kind of a dream. I watched the first one. It was all right. So the first one I thought was enjoyable. It was more of like a gimmick, like just have all those guys in a movie than anything else. But the first one was like fun enough for just like a popcorn movie. The other two sequels, I saw them all. Like they were pretty rough. Well, there's a fourth one in the theater. Oh, is there four? Maybe I didn't see yeah. all four. I saw two and three, and I was like, oh, oh boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, no, they weren't very good at all. No. But it was just kind of hilarious to see, like, just the cast list, like, roll out. And you're like, oh, my God, like, look at these I, guys. It's just like I don't love the – I don't love watching stars, like, that are either all HGH'd up or – Yeah. Uh, and have their, you know, wrinkles Photoshopped out the same way that I don't love the de-aging of, like, Harrison Ford in that recent Indiana Jones movie. It's like I just oh, yeah. rather see – I'd rather see old man Indy doing his thing as opposed to just CGI crap. What about CGI Luke Skywalker when you're doing older stories? Eh, do you mind that or no, you don't like eh, that? You know what they should either. do? And this isn't my original thought. I've seen this online. But Sebastian Stan, who plays the Winter Soldier, would have been perfect. Kind of a dead ringer for Mark Hamill. Like a young Mark Hamill. Looks just like Similar him. Similar enough. Yeah. Just pl- just put him in there. Could have been there to change the hair color, play yeah. play Luke's theme, and next thing you know, yeah. you're like, oh, by God, that's Luke's music. That's what, It would have been amazing. would have been amazing. All right, quick update on the uh, the baseball game. The Rangers have scored a couple of runs here, but it's 5-2 to two Astros on top as they play in the uh, the sixth inning. That is right. that, that might is be that. worth watching yeah, as, the, as, yeah, you, as you wrap the night. Yeah. And that'll do it for us, Fitzy. Always a pleasure, good sir. We yes, will sir. Uh, We will talk to you next week after the Bills games. You have an early pick on the Bills game. Uh, yes. <laughs> Do you want to share it with the group? 
Uh, you'll have to tune into the Six Rings of Football very Things good. podcast to get our picks. All right, very good. Stiz, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Always a pleasure, Rich. All right, everybody have a great rest of your Wednesday night. Andy Hart and I will be on tomorrow at 6, leading up until Thursday night football. Thanks, I'll talk to you. 7 kicks off. So uh, have a great night. We'll talk to you then. See ya. Do it all again, I-